0: sage 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 everyone hi sage. y'all like those vocals
1: yes that thank you me yolanda
0: of for setting the tone hey good people it is time
1: for yes girl i'm Corey murray i'm yolanda sanguini and i am charlie penn hello hello hello
0: and this week's guest is the just I saw her on Monday at the premiere of Dirty Computer. Bragging. Yeah. I am bragging. <laughs> Especially when Lupita came in and they started dancing. <sighs> Shout out to Lily for ho- hooking me up with the video you gave me of them dancing together because um, my the way my iPhone was set up it Corey, was nuts. and you, the way that flash did not come is on. Tired. I know the
1: iPhone is, but you do catch moments. I, shout out to Corey's timing. Corey's iPhone is probably like, ma'am. Well, she's like, uh, she's like, Corey, I need a raise. I need promotion. Yes. What are you doing? <laughs> Corey, I need a raise. <laughs> iPhone is like, girl, I get you all the gems. Stop this. Can I recharge? Oh but today's guest at Yes Girl
0: Podcast is none other than Janelle Monae, who is releasing, finally, new music, Dirty Computer. It is fabulous. You guys have seen the, and if you not, please go watch the video for Pink, because those vagina pants. Vagina pants. Vagina Two pants. words. That's just that's what they Vagina pants. Yeah. yeah, that's it. She did that. Yep. Yeah. so she's our guest this week but you can also continue to talk to us on social media using the hashtag
1: YesGirlPodcast. I'm at Corey Murray at Yoli Zama at Man Wife, Dog on Twitter and at Charlie Pan on Instagram and we see you guys we haven't been reading the comments we know we've been trying to get right to the T but we don't we didn't forget we see all the love on Apple Podcast Reviews Twitter Facebook I mean we see it thank you but Charlie someone slid into your DMs to explain the Beyonce <gasps> wig yes. situation Ooh. So, yeah, one of our listeners, one of our boos on the internets um, on social media came and answered our question about Beyonce's hair. You know, we knew it was fabulous, but we didn't know what it was. And you guys, drum roll, please. It was a weave with leave out. Get him. What? Yes. Get him a flawless. weave with leave out okay i'm trying to understand i can okay. see that all right because you know she's got all the what does that line. mean like t- the the edges the crown yeah. is left out i think like the oh. top Ooh, it can be the top it can be the sides i guess it depends on the style because you know it's kim kimball so yeah she's a magician this is week one we're talking about because yes. weekend two it was clear it was her leave out in the front with, right with, with, the the, ponytail. with the ponytail and then it was a weave in the back right okay i did wonder week two when O-B. i saw the photos like you know, it always bothers us when our hair is in our face. Yes. I wondered if, even though she rocked it and didn't let it bother, I you notice she, to me, she fixed anything that could have made her uncomfortable the first weekend. Yeah. yeah. The the cut of the, the the dress was in higher. You know, the cut of her leotard was in more so she didn't have to grab her boob. You know, her hair was out of her face. She was ready to like, yeah. you know? Yeah.
0: You know, Double uh, down. Christina Correa, who is a staffer here at Essence, she went the second weekend and she says that the second weekend was was better because really? she said although Bachella Be- was flawless those kinks you just mentioned the the, the hair the, the, the boob boobs. all of that yeah. all of that stuff was not happening the second weekend all got of that it. stuff was fixed that's why she changed not that that's why she changed her outfit but it was per- pure pure perfection got this past weekend so. those edges Beyoncé Beyoncé how do you keep
1: those edges laid after all the, all that manipulating mm. you do on your hair anyway we have a lot more to talk about. Okay, we yeah, do sorry. have a lot more to talk about. <laughs> but when B comes up, you know, yeah, we you just go in. Stop. <laughs> I know. World stop. <laughs> yes. world stop. Y'all feel us. I know y'all do. Okay. So what's happening this week? Oh, this wait, we haven't sang. I miss our song, you guys. Oh, the T oh, for, for, for the week. Okay. We, okay. 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 One. Two. Me me me. <laughs> One, two, three. T for the week. Hey. T for the week. T for the week. T for the week. <laughs>
0: that was oh, a little baby a little baby bounce a little that's baby what i
1: missed oh my god anyway i think the baby was in there too i heard some harmonies oh, yes <laughs> just kidding all, right. all the singers out there it's a joke oh yeah please. we're kidding. sorry okay yes. please Who not goes. the choir people oh. please oh. it's a joke <laughs> we're getting what happened this week Corey? so it's a little sad
0: and good news but such is life but i want it we want to acknowledge james Shaw jr this heroic man that's disarm that crazy motherfucker who killed unfortunately, those people who lost their lives at the Waffle House in Nashville, Tennessee, we just want to thank you for standing. And I, I think I've read something where he said he just did what anybody else would do. Yeah. And we really do got to acknowledge that. But, you know, before we started recording, Charlie, made a good point how your father said, you know, what is a safe space anymore? Yeah. Because right?
1: he was actually, sound. like we were talking about it, you know, my dad and I have our little nightly headline recaps. It's kind of our thing. Like, did you see this? Did you see that? And he, we were talking about it and he was like, when he was coming up, the only time you felt like you were going to get shot at might have been a bank like because people rob banks right so Mm -hmm. like outside of that or being like in the war he was like you didn't walk in any place thinking somebody was just going to come in there with a gun and shoot you and he was like now i mean he was like you know you love waffle house charlie he put me out there but i do you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i go i go to the one in um, pennsylvania it's closest but it's hard now i think about movie theaters nightclubs girl Uh, just walking down the street. Look what happened in Toronto. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just be walking down the street, and I hear that that man did it just because he hated women. He mowed down a, a bunch of women on the streets. Toronto, Toronto. Yeah, yeah. Legit. but is. this. But I have to say, yeah. Shout out to this this man, the hero. He is a hero. He is because he dove for like he went for this. Yeah. You know how some people get a moment and they leave. Like, okay, if you get a second, do you go to the door or do you take down the gunman? Hmm. That's. You know, and he claimed he was just trying to get out of there, but he made sure everybody else did too. Yeah, mostly everyone Mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. And he's raising money for the victims' families. So James Shaw, honorable brother, honorable. Yeah, thank you. You know who's not an honorable brother? Mm -hmm. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord! Removing my cookout invitation. Oh, can I just read y'all something he just tweeted? Yes, this is. I mean,
0: but it's probably going to be something else by the time y'all download this episode. Kanye tweeted at uh, 12.30 p.m. on April 25th, said, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals. And we have the right to, to independent thought. Shut up. What is dragon energy? What is that?
1: He's been watching too much Game of Thrones. Okay. I mean, yeah. Where did we start? You're not Khaleesi. Mm. You're not Jon Snow. Okay, Kanye, you're not. This is... This is too much. Like, we we all don't have words. We're, We're quiet. speechless. Even so. over the weekend, he started off with the Candace Owens thing, mm-hmm. right? Candace Owens is this... Uh, she doesn't like to be called alt-right... Um, she's an extremist in terms of her views against black people. Yeah. Um, she said some really, she calls the Black Lives Matter movement a bunch of whining children or something like that. I'm and so we're not oppressed. We're not oppressed. Oh, Are you kidding not. me, Candace I'm Owens? Um, started off as a YouTube blogger and now he just put her on. I mean, so many people didn't even know who this woman I was. Didn't,
0: I, I wanted to come in Monday during our morning meeting and be like, can we do a piece on like who is Candace Owens? Because yeah. I
1: find myself... Who was she? But see, that's what bothered me because Kanye knows his influence, probably more so than anyone else. He prides himself on that type of fame. He intentionally put that woman on. You know what I mean? And he wanted everybody to go find that video and watch it. He wanted us to to feel this way. And I don't know. I mean, I get it. We all are entitled to our thoughts. I don't. This is just not the Kanye we met before. It'd be different if this was always. But when he tells black people, and he knows who exactly who he's talking to, mm-hmm. he says, "Let the past be the past. Shut the fuck up, mm-hmm. Kanye. I can't let the past be the past. Excuse me, because the past is right here at your Thank doorstep. You. Black men dying person. every day.
0: Black oh, folks dying. You. Women of co- women Everybody. dying.
1: Ugh.
0: None of us. Patriarchy are is real, Kanye.
1: <sighs> you know how much I love Kanye's music." But damn it, this is hard. No. I can't anymore. Just like how I canceled all everything R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Music, nothing. I can't hear it if it's it comes time. on. It's time. No, y'all. And after don't, 12
0: years, uh, speaking of R. Kelly, his publicist, Lloyd Alden, decided to say, you know what? We've had enough. Too little, too, too late, y'all.
1: <laughs> too little, too late. I'm with Robin Thede on this one. She's been singing <laughs> all season. <laughs> too little, too late. Okay, so now it's, wait, where was this line? Maybe the checks the yeah, the dry. I yeah, think it's the checks. No, yeah, it's probably the checks. The checks are probably drying up. Don't you think? Maybe. That's true. That's right. Because the gigs are getting less and less. Mm-hmm. I just know I better not hear Step in the Name of Love or give me a um, Kanye hit. See? I'm already Fade. forgetting them. Damn. Although I was going back <laughs> I to Fade not because hear I've been watching Tiana Taylor's show. I don't want to hear any of but them. But now I
0: can't anymore. Don't
1: play them in the club. Don't play Kanye. them when you park next to me at that's the, the same. light. Don't blast your Kanye. I'm tired. And also, like, just like he wants to use his influence to... Maybe get some impressionable people to disagree with what you know the fight that Black Lives Matter supporters and people that we're all fighting for. We should use our influence and remind him that this is not the person that we gave our checks to. Yeah. I don't think, that, you know, like, I also think we need to send Kanye a message. We don't do that enough as a community. Like, he's still going to, someone said, people, y'all still going to get those Yeezy slides. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, and it's true. Like, why, why can't we put our money where our heart is, even yeah. when the person is black? But is he not typical of a person of color who makes a shitload of money? And so their lives, mm-hmm. their everyday lives are different. That's he lives true. in Calabasas, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He does not live in in he's South, Chicago. He's been shielded a to the the Kardashian lot of family. The yeah. circles
0: he lives in, yes.
1: Yeah. And everybody probably agrees with him in those circles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine the conversation different. at the, that dinner table. Yeah. I mean, like.
0: Who's telling him he's wrong to your point of checks? Yeah.
1: But I worry yeah. about the babies. And I was telling Yolanda this um, the other day, like. Kim Kardashian is not a black woman. No, no she's, she's not. She is the mother of two black children. Her husband was black. Three, three children. I'm sorry, three. Oh, yeah. You're right. Three black children, mm-hmm. whether she wants to believe mm-hmm. it or not. Three black children, and he is their father, but he doesn't understand his blackness or know the what it means to be black in America. So who's gonna teach them? And Yolanda, you made a good point. You were like they were gonna be sheltered rich yeah, kids just anyway. Be, yeah. Great, the other. Yeah. I mean they they don't have to live a black existence, right? They don't. But you know, it can still happen to any of them. You know, if they get caught out there and they don't know that they are a West or a Kardashian, they could whatever happens to our our sons and daughters could happen to them too. And that's the part they don't realize. Like, unless your bodyguards are there and the paparazzi, they still just see you as a black kid. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's really That's it. Doesn't matter what you're wearing. But I don't know. I just worry about the babies. (sighs) Good Lord. Anyway.
0: Good Lord. (sighs) Well, before Bye we get Connor. into our conversation with Janelle Monet, we wanted to acknowledge the anniversary—the two-year anniversary of Prince's death. Um, a lot of us are still feeling the pain of losing the Purple One, mm-hmm. um, genius, just genius. And Janelle actually speaks very uh, beautifully about her time with him and the influence that he had on her life and her—the impact he had on her.
1: We asked, yeah. So we did.
0: Janelle Monet <laughs> is up next. Dirty computer. that's you know, my favorite part. I know. Who's here, Corey? Janelle motherfucking Monet. Woo! <laughs> and she came to Brooklyn, y'all, just for us. Just uh show did.
2: <laughs> that
1: is love.
2: Hi. Hi, welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. I oh. love y'all. We love we you We love you. I'm so happy to be here. I love the new space. Thank I know you guys you. are transitioning, but congratulations. Thank, Thank you. I mean, Thank come you. on. Black owned.
0: Black owned. Girl
1: power.
2: That's what. Yes. That's what we, we're we headed that way. We're filming the future. We're there. We're we
0: filming the future. We Truly. Sure are. We Wait. are. Speaking of spaces, I remember hearing Wanda Land's offices. You guys are lit. Like, is it grass growing in the office? Wait. I remember this well, you years know. ago. You know. You know. <laughs> we try when we can um, Crap.
2: yeah, I mean, it's not it's not this big in our minds is big. But mm-hmm. yeah, we we do have grass. It's an indoor outdoor vibe Ooh. to keep us because we're recording music a lot. And we have a, a, a lot of artists and friends and we didn't want to feel too caged in, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And and it not feel like we haven't seen the light of day or uh, outside the outside world because when you're recording your album sometimes you don't yeah so right. we wanted something that at least gave us that outdoor indoor
1: vibe i love
2: that
0: i love it i, I can't wait to there. see yeah. yeah i remember i think our first, i know i think for our first cover story we did with you lola oganaki went down and i remember oh, her yeah, writing about did. it and then saying how she wanted to like live there
2: oh yeah that's so sweet yeah i mean it's right next to wakanda okay what? it really is all right lupita's been there mm-hmm. daniel's been there um chadwick yeah all of them came Why i was like we were working they all came by when they were
0: filming black panther i was gonna say i felt like you were in uh black panther but i know I you like were like I not too
2: but <laughs> it does feel like it yes. listen you know one of us gets in cat. you know it's, it's all of us that's true yeah, it's all of us there that's true so you're here talking about dirty computer yes it's coming tonight
1: I'm so nervous. Why are you nervous? We're excited. <laughs> We've been waiting really... for some new music. Is it because Thank it's um, someone was saying you? It's more personal than your last albums. Or I think I, I think that,
2: that 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 it has to do with just whenever I'm about. I'm I'm sure a lot of artists go through this, or maybe they don't. But whenever I'm about to release anything, um, it comes from such a deeply like vulnerable place, and i it res- it resonates with me. I understand where you know I'm going. I just it's always like those moments before you know of thinking, well, what if people you know don't understand what I'm trying to do, or what if um what what just a lot of what ifs you know our minds are mm-hmm. like computers and we're constantly uploading and downloading and you know making ourselves think. Um, so many things that other people may not be thinking. But through the nervousness, I'm really excited. It's a great time to be making music. I mean, we spoke about it, you know, briefly, but Black Panther being out. um, I'm just happy to be a black woman creating art and expressing myself as free as I want to, as freely as I want to, and not feeling like, um, you know, the pressure to be anything other than where I am right now.
1: Speaking of that, though, I just want to, it's so interesting to hear you say that because I see you as being so well received by your fans and by the community. Like your fans understand you, they get you and they embrace you. Yeah. So, well,
2: it's always that, that, that first of all, I'm like honored because I remember being on the library steps at club Woody and the AUC. AUC. Shout out to Spelman. Spelman. Where'd you go? You went to Spelman? Girl, Girl,
1: yes. We have to have that. I knew it was something (laughs) about you. Um,
2: same. People think I went to Spelman, but I didn't. But you're I went AC. to. I was in that U.C. I was right off Parsons, living mm-hmm. in a boarding house with six other girls. Oh, you were taking me
1: back. Was Steagles there?
2: Steagles, right, right that's across the street. Ever? Yeah, it's really good.
1: <laughs> you shouldn't eat it all the time, but it's
2: good. <laughs> is, this <Okay>. some, <laughs> is this the lemon it's pecker bomb. stuff yeah, that's all in, of in that. Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Atlanta
0: episode. Go ahead.
2: Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And you know, having only three people come to my little performances on the library steps, and then um for them to, you know, buy CDs for me on my Mitsubishi Galant. Oh my god, I'm I'm going back. <laughs> and then, you know, living in the boarding house and my roommates will help me sell my CDs to now um is really a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like you just think that man, when is that moment going to happen where, you know, people will know me Mm -hmm. around Atlanta but out even outside of Atlanta Mm -hmm. and so to have this opportunity still blows my mind you know when I think back over my life and then you always have that well I always have that second thought of well what if my my fans who've been following me for so long you know don't really want to hear about Janelle Monae they want to hear about Cindy Mayweather because my last two albums um really dealt with the android my muse cindy mayweather who was in 2719 you know i grew up writing sci-fi i love Mm -hmm. Mm afrofuturism and so that was that was you know those albums are very afrofuturistic um including this one but this one is more near future so i'm always like well some people might jump off shit but you know at least i'm being honest you know at least i'm being true to where i am right now yeah so
1: when you were singing on those stairs did you always know that this was all gonna come to fruition. Since you know you were being futuristic, thinking forward? Did you feel it? Did you know you were gonna be, you were gonna make it? I saw myself in the future. I didn't know
2: if I'd be able to like have a career. Mm-hmm. Like I, I knew that I would be doing this if anybody, you know, if people were not looking, not watching, uh, not showing up because I, I love creating. It, it makes, it, it's my purpose. You know, I found my purpose at a very young age from doing talent showcases to studying. Right here in New York at Amda, the American Musical and Dramatics Academy, to, you know, make my mama drive me around, you know, to compete in talent shows to sing songs, Lauren Hill songs, Mary J. Blige songs. Like I grew up um uh, rooted in music and it's it's been, you know, it's it's taken me so many places. So I but I didn't know if I'd have a career because I knew the things that I was into. I didn't really have like one artist that I could say, okay, this artist is is walking down my path. Everything that I want to do, they've already done. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't have that. I, I piecemealed it together. Like, I love David Bowie. I love Stevie Wonder. I love Prince. I love Lauryn Hill. I love so many, like, concept albums. I love science fiction. I love Philip K. Dick. You know, I'm yeah. I'm a nerdy girl, and I love it, and I embrace that. But when you think about a mainstream audience for what that means, like, I'm also in a tuxedo. I'm wearing black and white, like, I never felt like I fit in. And I just didn't know for many years, even right now, I, I, I'm going to be very honest with y'all. I don't know, you know, what will happen or what the level of success is. I mean, I, I define my success right. on my own terms. And and a lot, a lot of it has to do with, again, embracing that freedom over that fear. Yeah. You know, as a human being, I have... To overcome those things I cannot be afraid to fly even if you know the wind itself leaves me I have to keep trying and keep trying so I'm saying all this to say um, there is a part of me that is still still that scared girl not knowing you know what I'm saying yeah. I don't know
0: it's funny I remember um, you coming out it was a Diddy showcase. Gramercy Park Theater oh my goodness and I was there with my uh essence colleague at the time Demetria Lu- Lucas and we were both you had just performed and we were outside and Demetria was in a daze and I was like are you okay she goes I never seen anything like that wow. I didn't ever see anything like mm. that like she was like such in shock and then wow. fast forward we honored you uh for Black Women in Music mm-hmm. yes uh Nia Long i never forget was just staring at you from the audience oh. Hair pulled back, motorcycle jacket. I think Prince. I like, that night. Tipped in. <gasps> Prince like, was there. He sure was. The they, the de- I mean, you were probably the first artist that we filled a room with wow. that many celebrity. Wow. And it was like you—you you were the future. It's funny to hear that you—you you had doubts, but you're human. Like we're all human. We all you do. had doubts, but we embraced you from the minute. It was almost like you were—I mean, it was cliche to say, but just a. Breath of fresh air wow. when you came on the Thank scene. Thank you. in so you yeah. your Thank work. you. Yeah.
2: Thank both. Man, listen, Essence has been like a foundation for me since the beginning, like you said. And I, I feel I feel seen. I feel like I can be my authentic self. I mean, you have some of my friends who've been on the cover from my little hero, Yar Shahidi, oh. to Solange, to like all the women. You mentioned Nia Long. Like, we come in so many different styles and shapes and Mm -hmm. vibes. And I, I I will say that I'm forever thankful to Essence because I never felt like I couldn't be my authentic self. I felt like you, you, the representation of our wide spectrum has been there and it's evolved and Uh it's been inclusive for all of us women. And so I just, I'm, I'm really happy that I I can, if anybody, you know, is going to help cover the album and what it is that I'm doing. You guys are it and I'm forever thankful. Thank you.
1: We appreciate that.
0: Well we gotta say we are loving dirty computer. I mean we only have the two songs. But Aww. I've I was telling Charlie this earlier that Django I mean, I'm saying it wrong. Django. Jango because I get caught up with that D. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the D. Aside. Jane <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Django Jane. Like I wanna print the lyrics out as a poster. Yes. yes. But I love how many times you say pussy in it.
2: Ah! <laughs> hey it's but I
0: love how you are, to quote, "femining the future" about sexuality on this on these two songs. Mm-hmm. Was that a conscious thing for you to do with this record? And like to your point now, I realized when you said this one was probably going to be more personal. Mm-hmm.
2: Sure, I th- I think that you know, for a while when I was um, putting putting my my albums out, I think there was just one side of Janelle Monae that I feel like people got. This project, Dirty Computer, was a project that I knew I needed to write before my first album. Mm-hmm. I had this concept, this uh, the title, everything, but I knew that it would take a certain level of um, living with myself, you know, understanding myself more, having dialogues. Um, and when you're writing, especially in this climate, um, you're going to go through a lot of emotions. I mean, just strip away like the makeup or me as an artist, mm-hmm. like how I'm seen in the world. The majority of society through media, through um, those who are in the position of power, abusing their power, basically tells me that my very existence does not matter. Uh, you know, my parents who were hard working class people who put on uniforms every day to clean up neighborhoods. My grandmother picked cotton in Aberdeen, Mississippi. The White House was literally built off the the sweat, the blood the tears the hands of our ancestors and for you to just like try to trample on my rights as a woman as a minority it makes me you know it it, it is deeply upsetting mm-hmm. and so I had to deal with that you know how do I overcome that and how do I how do I articulate my how do I channel that anger so when I wrote Django Jane when I you know was in the studio even for, for both make me feel I thought the best way to protest was to be my authentic self to show through doing you know Mm -hmm. to not being afraid um to you know express myself as freely as possible yeah you know you got a couple niggas and pussies and Mm -hmm. all those things um that's how I feel that's Mm -hmm. how I felt and and it served the song purpose and and what it was that I wanted you to understand about this album and the lens that I want this album to be seen as Um, this this album is inspired by black women. This is black girl magic, period. Um, and not that, you know, and I, and I wanted it to be clear that because I'm celebrating us, as much as it's about me, it's about us, that, you know, the black girl magic experience, the black woman experience is part of the woman experience. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that I'm not celebrating other women at all. It, it, it's saying that we are a part of that. You know, when we say black lives matter, we're not saying it to you know say that all lives don't matter we're saying that if all lives matter then black lives matter you know um so that's just an example but with this project i dealt i I did deal with a lot of emotions and and uh fears and anxieties and just that gray area of not like having everything perfect like this is going to be black this is going to be white as much as i love black and white everything is not that you know, I'm a complicated ass person. Same I am. Everybody. I mean, I think we all <laughs> no, are. We right? all are. Yeah. And it was just like, how do I? I can be that. I can be both. I can be all. I can be all these things. I don't. I don't have to hide myself or the way that I speak freely and openly. Mm-hmm. Um, I can. I can do it all, and I. 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 I try to. You know, mm-hmm. this won't be my last album, but I really did feel like um, I made some steps just, mm-hmm. just in terms of articulation. Are trying to articulate hopefully, my complexities Mm -hmm. as a dirty computer.
0: You know what I love. One of my favorite parts in the song is you're like, I mean, you're rapping, you're doing your thing, and then you're like, now the pussy's gonna have a monologue. (laughs) And but but, but seriously, what I appreciate that about is like, to your point, we can be in our heads and our heart, Mm -hmm. whatever. But then, like, this is a very to be a woman in that to have that vessel is very sacred. Like, I remember growing up, uh, learning this, I guess, in my 20s, how when women have sex, like, especially with men, like, they deposit things to Mm. you and they leave Mm. parts of themselves with you and we Mm. carry that around. Mm. It was probably some, like, Ayanla Van Zandt or, like, Queen Afua stuff I heard. But but that always (laughs) stuck with me. So fast forward to when you say that line, it was, like, a reminder, like, you gotta be careful, you gotta protect it. Yeah, I mean, it's really? yeah. like in your relationships, and it was sure. a reminder of who you let in. Yeah, like you can be absolutely. over here, like, oh, this is cute or this he's cute or they're cute or whatever. But it's like, wait, we got it. It's a whole package and yeah. it's a whole thing. And no, you we have are, to let her speak. Are. Yes,
2: yeah, we're magical. Exactly. <laughs> I think. I think. Let the vagina have a monologue mm-hmm. when, when, you know when I, when that phrase um, came. Obviously, mm-hmm. the vagina yeah, monologue, which is a mm-hmm. um, right. you know iconic series and and amazing women have done it on on stages across the world. But I think it was just saying we're taking back the mic. Mm -hmm. Like, patriarchy has spoken too much. You know, men, we've heard from you too much. It's time Mm -hmm. to let us talk. You know, we're not not asking. Or we come in peace, but we mean business.
1: You said that at the Femme the Future event in L.A. We had the pleasure of being there during Oscar weekend. And that I left with that. Wow. Like we come in peace, but we I think I even quoted it on my Instagram, yeah. no joke, when I yeah. posted from that event because that's how I feel all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, okay, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to come with grace yeah. and poise and be peaceful, but I'm not fucking bland. Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean? no. And I and, think it's it's yeah. something
2: that women that we have built in us. I don't want to marginalize all women, but I've noticed it from the women in my family like we we just have we embrace we embrace all of us and I feel like we we understand mm-hmm. the spirit. We understand um, energy and um, how to communicate. You know, not, all, not everybody communicates. I'm a bad communicator sometimes. But what I'm saying is that women hold a very special place in this society. Mm-hmm. And I was really inspired writing Django Jane. Um, I was inspired by this book called Monica S- um The Great Cosmic Mother. Check it out when you can. But it just talks about the goddess movement all and right. just how society was working when it was more matriarchal, mm-hmm. And then patriarchy came in and just how we were all existing and we were getting along. And it wasn't about like who's, you know, who looks better than who or dressed and who. And then the divisive tactics came and then religion and, mm-hmm. you know, used you guys have to read the book. It's it's okay. really it's an amazing read. It's it's just a perspective. You might not agree with it, but it really inspired my album a lot. And it helped me get in tune and it helped it helped me just reconnect
0: to the women who have come before me.
1: So we have to read it. It's like the syllabus. Yes. The album. Yeah. We yeah. got to put it in there.
0: Speaking of books, I just finished Octavia Butler's Kindred over the oh, weekend. Incredible. And I've read that you are a big Octavia Butler fan.
2: That so that's correct.
0: What should I read next?
2: I like Parable of the Sower, um, Wild Sea. It's probably my favorite. Her lens about Afrofuturism is so dynamic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mind boggling that this woman was doing all these things mm-hmm. yeah. um, with with her writing. And I just think she doesn't get celebrated enough. Okay. So I try to talk about her as much as possible.
0: So now I want to know how far into the future are you?
2: Mm. Yeah, How far into the future am I? Well, I think. I was in 2719, like, deep, deep in the future with mm-hmm. Metropolis and with Android and with uh, even Electric Lady. Mm-hmm. And Electric Lady, I was kind of going back and forth, like, literally having conversations with myself. And I was like, is Cindy Mayweather going to be the subject, you know, or is Janelle Monet, who was more near future, uh-huh. going to going to be able to, to have the mic this album? Like, it was, it messed with me a lot. <laughs> and it, it it kept me a lot of times just... Frustrated in trying to make that decision, um, but ultimately, I feel like those of us who live in the future need to come back to the present. Yeah, mm. yeah. every now and again, we need to come back
1: and just sit with yeah.
0: it. Yeah,
1: I like that. That's what I
0: kind of took from Kindred. Um, yeah, like the because it's all about this woman who goes back to basically find her family. Mm-hmm. But not that she was looking for her family. Right. But she needed, and she kept she coming back and forth mm-hmm. in time. Uh, which I is really interesting, crazy. yeah. But yeah. what the past taught her about her present mm-hmm. was actually really, really, exactly. really cool. Really, exactly.
1: really, cool. yeah. Now, Janelle, I I really do. If you if you're up for it, want to talk to you a little bit about Prince because I we know that he was I mean, a friend, a mentor, so many things to you and his music. I mean, we have his music, we have his legacy, we know what he means to us. But I imagine the way you honor him every day is so much different because you had such an intimate relationship and friendship with him it's been two years yeah two it two made years? me feel mm-hmm. it's so it <laughs> ma- gave me those yeah i felt him just uh, the track. you know just, know just girl, even like, the, the how you move in the video like uh, you know <laughs> exactly. everything and it made me feel good you know it just made me, it helped me to just you know love something new from you and also remember what i love about him so yeah. I just want to talk to you about just missing him and oh. just holding on to, you know, that in your music.
2: Man, there's not a day that, that goes by that I don't miss Prince.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you know, growing up, I had a deep love and respect for Prince as an artist. And I tell this story a lot. But I, when I was little, I had this dream that he was chasing me around in a purple suit. So I used to be terrified of Prince. <laughs> but I think then I would watch his videos and his eyes and I would just be like, who is that spirit? Like, I didn't see, I'd never seen a black man perform or express himself in the way the prince did. Mm -hmm. He didn't allow people to put him in a box or uh, try to force him to, to be more masculine or more feminine. Like you, you knew that he was just like, I'm a free ass motherfucker. Yeah. And he showed that. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what I've taken away from him. And I consider myself a free ass motherfucker too. And, you know, we didn't get caught up in labels and, you know, he didn't get caught up in labels. And I think, um, you know, being able to, to also know the man who wasn't on stage, Mm -hmm. um, I think was the biggest blessing because I got a chance to see how he treated people. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a chance to be a recipient. Like, he did it with a lot of young artists that he admired and respected. Yeah. But I got a chance to be a recipient of his advice. Um, yeah, he just always made himself available whenever I needed to talk. If I was, you know, create, you know, trying to do anything that would seem far out to some people, he understood the vision. You know, if, if anybody got me, I felt like it was Prince. When did you meet him in your career? Before my first album, so right after my first EP, Metropolis, came out, his his uh, DJ at the time, DJ Rashida, shout out to DJ Rashida, mm-hmm. because if it was not for her, I think he would have found out about me. But she told him like, yo, you need to, you know, this is what I'm listening to. You need to listen to this. Wow. And I was opening up for Raphael Sadiq. It was like my first promo tour. And she came backstage after my performance. I had a sinus infection. I thought I did poorly. I was just like, and everybody was like, no, i was scared. I was like, no. My nose was stopped up. I was just really, really having a hard time with myself. And I get this knock on my dressing room door, and it was DJ Rashida. I had never met her before. You know, this beautiful, curly-haired girl. And she has this cell phone on her hand, and she's like, someone would like to talk to you. And I'm like, what? okay. <laughs> right? So I get on the phone, and I hear this deep voice. It's like, hello, Janelle, and I'm like, hi, <laughs> stuffy nose, just out of it. Who's this? This is Prince. Who? <laughs> Prince. Uh, like pr- Prince,
0: Prince, <laughs> <laughs> Prince Rogers Nelson, Prince. <laughs> and
2: just he skipped past. He was like, listen, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to make your show. They gave me the wrong times and things got mixed up. Wait.
0: Who is that? They need to be fired. I hope okay, they we're fired.
2: And he was like, "But I love your singing voice. I love okay. you when you sing jazz. I love it, and I love what you're doing in the music industry. Do you want to come by for a jam?" And a jam? I was like, uh, a "Uh, yeah, a jam." He was like, "Yeah, you know, people get together and jam." <laughs> and I was like, uh, "Yeah, okay, all right. See you then. Click." oh my god when i tell you i could not it was so hard for me to articulate what just happened to my team i was like y'all not gonna believe it and i was like he invited us to come over and here we are like sweaty and high we spraying cologne perfume <laughs> in our little we didn't we couldn't even afford a tour bus we were in like this little minivan like a white church van mm-hmm. riding up and down la and um he yeah, had this place i want to say was in the hills and we went there, and we jammed till about 7 in the morning. That same <gasps> night? Mm. The same night. I
0: heard about these jam sessions. Oh. Me too. I heard that, that they, they, they don't, just, don't even start until like 2 or 3. They don't them. start.
2: You Pancakes. don't go to sleep, and you don't want to go to sleep. Oh, because you're just like Prince is here, like 3 feet in front of you in his band. And they're playing Purple Rain or Little Red Carvette. And you're just like, I can't believe this. Um, but, yeah, we had, man, so many memories. Um, it was really difficult, you know, because I saw him at his last performance in uh, Atlanta. He did the piano and a mic tour, a mic and yeah, piano yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah. And I did get the opportunity to hug him and tell him I loved him. Yeah. And um, yeah, I just made sure that every time I saw him, he knew how appreciative I was of his very existence. Because it meant a lot. Not, not, not to me just as an artist, but as a human being. You know, he gave so much and he never wanted people to know. There are things that he's done for me, for artists, that he just never wanted to be in the press Mm -hmm. and um, I hope to be you know I hope to be more like him in my philanthropy you know of my time yeah he's a gift that keeps on giving definitely
1: I'm just touched just from hearing that story first of all but also I have to say I had never been to a Prince concert. I was much younger, you know, during that moment. And then Essence Fest, when he did Essence Fest 2014? Yeah. I think was... I opened up for him. Yes, yes, Yeah, yes. I was and there. That was my first time. You know, I was there working. and It was my first time. And I remember he told everybody to wear purple. Yeah. And I forgot. And then we were going to the Superdome that night, and I said... Well, Corey, why is everybody in purple? I mean, Aww. it just had to hit me because you know you never go anywhere where everybody is doing, like everybody,
2: right. sure, tens
1: yeah. of twenties of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so then I had this moment, I had this experience with it in the audience, and it was my first time, and I it was it was like religion, like yeah. it was, you know, you had chills. Sure, and then he goes, put your lighters up.
2: Amazing. And it was
1: like daylight in the Superdome because every, you look back and
2: it was incredible. I mean,
1: everybody had a lighter, a phone, whatever, but then I I left and I called my dad and my aunt, everybody was like, I just experienced this. And they were like, you late? You know? (laughs) Right. But like, like, you know, but it was amazing to see women of all, women and men of all generations. Yeah. Like there was a whole group of us that got to experience that. Timeless. Yeah. He's timeless. It just, it's still with me. It touches you. Yeah. And I can tell that people who impact you stick with you as well. Like I remember when I see you, you know, out and about on the scene or at your events, I can tell that your circle, right? Mm. Like your sister's circle is mm. like. You know that look when you're like, Hey girl, hey girl, out right. there you're speaking and it's yes. just got that when you're just like that's Aww. my boo, you know, well, and that's I good. love that sister circle fit. We talk a lot about that on this podcast. So, just talk, if you don't mind, talk a little bit about your sister circle, like Tessa. I mean, I could go. I mean, everybody. You're, Bidu. Everybody's in your sister circle. Erica Badu, um, yes. like all these people. Like I, I love mean, all those
2: women you mentioned. I mean, from Issa to yes. Yara to Manla to she's um, so lit.
1: <laughs> it's beautiful. Lupita,
2: like. We all, you know, they came to Film the Future. And I was I just gonna say I felt
0: like Film the Future was like a private event and we just happened to be there as well. Like special. It did feel it felt it was so
2: special. <laughs> yeah. And Ava Duvernay and yeah. Um Dee Reese and all these creative black women who are doing it. I think I think we're realizing and I think we've always realized that we are more magic when we are united. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's is we shine brighter when we are uplifting each other when we are not trying to dim each other's lights, Mm -hmm. and there's room for us all. And I think the women that I love and respect are the women that that live by that. You know, they genuinely are understanding that, you know, opportunities that I get are for all of us. Mm -hmm. When I'm shining, you shining. You know, when I'm, I'm doing well, you know, you're doing well. And I'm just a reflection of you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I get that from. Remember when you came here uh, at our old building? You were promoting Wonderland. Yeah. That was still the oh, best yeah. office visit we've ever oh, had. When she, when she was on the table? We were to on the table. She was on the table. Justina. Yeah, Roman Bro, Arthur. So that was our like, jam like, session. We got yes, yoga. Yes, St. Beauty, we got yoga everybody. Early, like, you show sure
2: did. Wow. We got our lives. I, I remember still, but that. It's
0: still, it's, but there was something about you were like, no, I'm about to put my people, I'm here, but I'm presenting them to you. Mm-hmm. And it was. I, I know authentic becomes an overused word lately, but it was so authentic, mm. you know, that you were just like, no, this is for them. I'll have mm-hmm. my moment, but this is their moment right now. Absolutely. I think yeah. I'm going to go play Bambi by Jenna when we leave here.
2: <laughs> yes, Bambi is a classic. <laughs> classic. It really is an amazing song, and I think it's because I've had op- the opportunity to um, see them privately. Even when I was making Dirty Computer, um, they were all at the studio listening, encouraging me, you know, Telling me that you on the right path, like yeah. just keep keeping it honest, you know we got your back, and I have their back i think I think it was Paisley Park and even Prince, and just understanding movements, you know, um, I don't think if that movement didn't if it didn't exist, I don't think Wonderland even would would have a space to do what we're doing, where each artist is supporting each artist, we move as a movement, but individually. You know, we're unique. We have our own planets, but Mm -hmm. we create that solar system when we're we're together. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just been a real, I always say, experiences are better shared with others. Mm -hmm. So me going through all these great things or, you know, just going through ups and downs in this journey by myself would mean nothing um, if I couldn't share it with the people I love. Solar system. I like that. Thank you for sharing. We cannot
0: wait to get into dirty computers. Yes, girl.
2: I want y'all to get into it. Um, I like that <laughs> juice. <laughs>
1: okay.
2: Um, Pink, Chango Jane. I mean, all these songs are written with y'all mind. This is for us. I hope you feel seen. I hope you feel heard. And I and hope I want you a know. Video
0: for every song. Yes,
2: you know what? Yes, we please. have oh, basically okay. a whole visual component. Okay. I call it an emotion picture. Yeah. And oh. you'll be able to see that it goes mm-hmm. deeper into the story. And deeper into what it means to be a dirty computer. So make sure you watch it in its entirety.
1: Because no one does visuals like you do, Janelle. Nobody. Oh, Best thank be real. you.
2: Thank you so much. If I hear
1: Janelle Monet did anything, I'm like, watch. Man, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm trying.
2: I, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, just, I just give a fuck about us. Yeah. I really do. And mm-hmm. about um, changing our narratives and making sure that, you know, we see ourselves in the future. And that we were able to get our stories told by us because Mm -hmm. there is erasure going on, you know, to erase our existence. And I think we got to live out loud and love out loud as much as possible.
1: Well, you too are seen. Thank you. Thank you you for seeing me, Essence. Thank
2: you. Thank you, beautiful. beautiful. Love (laughs) y'all.
1: I feel touched. Yes, yes that know. was great. We yes. okay. need some stage. Thank you for that. Thank you guys. Thank you for sharing. That. Thanks to our guest Janelle Monae. If you enjoyed these podcasts, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes, yes Girl, Girl, such as our conversations with Letitia Wright, Erica Badu,
0: and Jussie Smollett. You can find these on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review at Apple Podcasts. They're the ones that count.
1: (laughs) Thanks to our producer, Stephen Silos, audio engineer Chiquita Pascal, and gold standard creative for our music. And shout out to Chiquita because she's
0: now a Peabody Award winning podcast. We'll see you next week.